Kia ora and welcome to the New Zealand Small Business and Entrepreneur Festival podcast, where our guests provide awesome tactics and insights to help move your business towards its aspirations. Kia ora, Craig Murray here from the Small Business and Entrepreneur Festival podcast delivered to you by DHL, helping your business reach the world. Today we're again very lucky, like we're always lucky to have super cool guests on and we've got David Rem as well and he and we are going to be talking about search engine optimization or SEO, you may hear it before, but you are going to be able to understand a lot more about it following this podcast. So without further ado, I would like to bring in David. Hey, how are we going? Thank you very much for your time. I'm looking forward to this one because I have a... A small understanding of SEO. I'm not very mm-hmm. good at it, and I'm interested in trying to get a little bit more savvy and getting more traffic to my websites. But like all podcasts, we always start okay. with um, the first few questions just to, for our audience to get to know you a little bit. So, quick fire question: What was your first ever job? My first like ever job was being a waiter in a, a hotel restaurant but i kind of think like my first job into like marketing um the job that i do now was when i worked at harvey norman as a microwave demonstrator and so i showed people these fancy microwaves and then just sold them on the floor <laughs> so i did that as um yeah for a few years while i was studying what year were you selling microwaves? Was it in the Allison Holster time or was it um, after that? Uh, I don't think I, I don't go back that far. Um, when, when was I studying? So it would have been like nine, almost 10 years ago. Got it. Cool. And um, yeah, I would say that's my first like experience in like sales and marketing a product. Um, but really just like in front of people inside Harvey Norman going, hey, check out this microwave. So tell us a little bit about your professional origin. So where you started on your marketing career to where you are now and, and all the little steps on the way to, to um, where we are now. Yeah, so I'd say it's a, um, a little bit of an accidental journey. I did an OE, like, you know, when you could do those um, back in the day, it was overseas for a few years, came home and then it was like, oh, what should I study? And so I started studying tourism management, um, seemed interesting at the time. But it was really um, wasn't enough. So I took all of the business and marketing papers at the same time because they could um, add into my degree. And then um, at the end of it, I came up with a tourism management degree, but also a marketing diploma. And then I started working as a as an intern, actually, as part of my degree for a, a startup business in Rotorua in my hometown. And then that turned into like a part-time job and then it turned into a full-time job. And then I worked there for um, almost six years. And um, by the time we'd finished, we're working with like, yeah, hundreds of clients in digital marketing across the country. Um, And I was like the kind of operations manager, client manager um, in that role. And then it was three years ago, I have always had these aspirations that I wanted to be um, self-employed. And I turned 29 and I was like, oh my God, my 20s are gone. What am I, what am I, what am I doing with my life? And so I had to quit my job, um, get engaged as well, and just start moving on all these things that I wanted to do. And so, yeah, starting my own business, which is Dimple Digital, was one of those things. And um, it's been almost three years now. Dimple Digital made simple. So can you explain to our audience um, what Dimple's all about and um, potentially how it could benefit a small business or a large business or any business? 
that was kind of like the thing I came up with first was like, oh, I want it to be like simple for business owners because most of the time digital marketing is kind of put in the too hard basket. And people are aware of it and know that it's important for your business, but it's kind of like, you don't know what you don't know. And when there's all of these different phrases, like, you know, like SEO and SEM and PPC and like, what does it all mean? Um, so people just don't even do it or they don't even want to, um, yeah, don't even want to hire anyone working in digital marketing to help their business. Or if they do, and I get this quite often, is that clients in the past have been burned by you know, bigger agencies. And it was really just because they didn't understand what they were paying for. And so um, my philosophy was, well, let's make digital simple or digital made simple. And then the name Dimple kind of just rhymed with all of that. And then that was the start of it all. What sort of services do you provide small businesses? Yeah, so we provide like a, quite a holistic service. And so we work with mainly small to medium business owners that provide professional services. So like accountants or consultants, those types of services or trades. Um, so you can think like plumbers or pest controllers that work in a, a local geographic region. And so um, the reason we work with them is because that's where a lot of um, my experience is. And I find I can provide the most value to those types of businesses. And we make sure that um, we've defined who their uh, you know, their best customers are. And if they do have like a, you know, a best customer that they want to work with, do they have the right content and marketing material on their website? And do they have a good website? And so if not, we make sure they've got all the right content, um, a really good website that converts traffic and doesn't like um, repel people, you know, when they land on your website. And then once they've got a good foundation, uh, we make sure it can be found. So that is with SEO, um, with Google ads, um, potentially with some content or um, on social media and Facebook ads as well. And then the most important part of it is the tracking. So the analytics, um, reporting each month and making sure that what we're doing is providing a return on investment and improving over time. So that's how we work with businesses. So today we're going to focus our conversation on search engine optimization. So for the purposes of this podcast, could you give the audience an explanation of what SEO actually is? Yeah, so SEO, um, as it stands, is search engine optimization, as you said. And so if you just take it by the name, is you're optimizing search engines, which is Google, basically, um, for today's conversation, so that your business or your website is found when people are searching. So you're just optimizing your content, optimizing your online presence so people can find you when they're searching for either your business name or keywords relating to your services. So how do they do that? How do you do SEO? <laughs> oh, how long do we have? Um, long well, if we were to, like, yeah, if we were to um, just start and just speak about your website, mm -hmm. um, there are... A number of ways that you can optimize your website and I think there's like over 200 um, ranking factors that Google considers in its algorithm so there's like a heap of things that you can do but the ones that are really important and the ones that you have the most control over is the content on your website so Google has like bots or just like software that crawls every single page on the internet and then they index it in their search engine and so they know what your website's about 
And so if you don't have a quality depth of content on your website about your services or your products, then it's unlikely your website is going to rank well when someone searches a keyword relating to your industry or your services, um, because you just don't have that um, quality content on your website for Google to find. So there's a few things here that I'm going to go back on. You said ranking. Mm -hmm. you said what is quality content? And how much information do you need to have on your website so that these bots or these crawlers or the things that are out there searching the information can actually find it and rank it? So mm. start with, what does ranking mean? Yeah, so when I say ranking, I just mean like the rank of rank one, rank two, rank three in search results on the first page or pages. And so um, ideally, if you have a, um, a business, you want to rank on the first page or the first few um, results um, on that page one for whatever it is that you do, whether it be like digital marketing location or accountants or types of accountants. Um, so that's what I mean by ranking. And then um, was your next question was the content? Yeah, you, you mentioned that you need to have a good level of content on your website for the bots or the AI or the creep crawlers to be able to understand what you're about. And that's how they'll index you to, to rank you. So what is an example of a, of a, of a good amount of content on a website? A good thing to understand too, is that Google ranks pages, mm -hmm. not websites as a whole. So every single page is like an opportunity to rank for a particular keyword that relates to what you do. You want to make sure it's all in the same uh, kind of like realm of your services. You don't want to all of a start trying to start trying to rank for something that's totally different to what you do. But if it's all similar, um, then it all helps being found for different search phrases or different keywords on each individual page. And then you want to theme your content. And so if you're, let's just say digital marketing and you offer a Google ads, as a service and SEO as a service, it's ideal if you have two pages, one for each, because then you can write your content that is about that particular theme or that particular service. And so um, that's why I'd recommend, you know, clients have individual service pages so we can um, increase the opportunities that they can be found when people are searching for their individual services online. And then the amount of content, it kind of is the more the better, but you want to be having like a good headline and a few sub paragraphs with subheadings and with at least kind of three to 500 words per page. So let's say I'm thinking like you talk about digital marketing, someone who's got a website and they're a carpenter. Mm -hmm. So you think that they should have, or a good idea for them would be to have a page about new builds or new mm -hmm. residential houses, renovations, Yep. building a building a deck and any home repairs so that if someone is out there let's go who in auckland is good at building houses and then hopefully if you've got your con enough content on there that the um the bots have found it it will be on the top uh, one or two or, or third page yeah and so this is when all of the other ranking factors come into account so your content is really important because that's what like google is like ranking first or taking into account but then it's all the other things like um, making sure you've got the keyword mentioned enough time on your website do you have links from other places on the internet that link to your website because that's a big thing with um, trust and credibility 
for your website is that the more links you have to your website, um, the more trust or the more credibility your website has. So then that really impacts your ranking factor as well. Even the way your, your the architecture of your site is laid out. Um, so if you've got different categories, they should all be like split up differently. And so that's when all of these other little ranking factors come into play after your content. So when you say links, what do you mean? Ah, so like if my website had a link to um, your SME and E festival website, that would be a link. Mm -hmm. And so really it would just be like, this is something cool that's coming up. Here's a link to it. And then Google or the bots crawl all of these links all around the internet. And so the more times that um, your website is linked to yours, um, or more links you have to your website, sorry, it's a better way of explaining it, um, the mm. more credibility your website has in Google's eyes. So you're saying that other people are linking to your website so that it shows that, thing. yeah, so you're showing that you're the authority in that sort of space. How do you go about getting links, getting people to provide links? It's tough work, man. <laughs> That's why I say start with your content. And if you have really good content, um, naturally, you'll start to get links or people linking to your content. And then a good place to start is website directories. And so that's a place where you can add your website for free. And so um, like Google My Business is a website directory um, and there's yellow pages would be considered a website directory. And there's a lot of different directories. So they're a great place to start. And then I would um, start reaching out to your suppliers or any other websites that you work have complimentary services. Um, it's a great way to like provide kind of online referrals. It's like linking to each other's websites. So if you don't have a website and you have a business, I suppose SEO is non-applicable? No, really good question. Yeah, so your website is really important. However, like Google wants to make sure it has all like as much information as possible so people you keep using google so um their product i guess you could call it google my business which is a like a directory listing in google which shows your business name your location and all of your contact details and it comes up inside google maps so it's called your google my business listing and honestly i would say this is just as important to work on as your website because the way Google works at the moment is that the first few results are ads, which you have to pay for. And then the next results are actually Google My Business. And then the results after that is the organic website ranking. And with Google My Business, they only show the top three um, businesses or, um, yeah, top three businesses that you're looking for relating to your location and the industry or service that you've, um, that you've researched. So, just working on your Google My Business listing and create traffic to your website or without even having a website, it can create inquiries and then direct inquiries without needing a website. And the other cool thing is um, with Google My Business listing, uh, if you don't have a website, there's a button where you can push that just says create website and it just turns all of your information into a landing page. Mm. Is that free? Yeah, totally free. All of that is free. Yeah, and so um, I am having some great results with clients in that we are, um, if they're in a very competitive industry and they're new to the industry, 
they don't have um, that kind of credibility built up on their website. And SEO is a bit of a long game, so it might take six months or 12 months before we can get them ranking on that first page. But with optimizing the Google My Business listing, um, we can have them on the top page within a matter of months. How hard is it to Google My Business? We spoke about Googling My Business um, mm -hmm. in our last podcast as well as part of a sales tactic. Mm -hmm. Because yep. it's like, and I said in that one as well that I personally, especially when I'm driving, say, hey, Google, where is blah, 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 call them. And then it will just. Yep. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Literally Google, Google my business. And then the whole listing will come up. And if you're new to business, you can create one from scratch. Mm -hmm. And then you just have to go through the verification process. And then after it's verified, you will appear in Google. Um, if you've been in business for a while, you may already have a listing. So you just have to claim it. Okay. And then if you have access to your listing, then you've already got it. I've talked about this before. I've got a new pop plant business and yep. I'm going to go onto Wix or Squarespace or something like that. And I'm going to create a brand new website. What are some of the steps that you think that we need to take to make sure that people in whatever location they're at can find my new pop plant business? Yeah, your new pop plant boutique that's in town. Um, the first thing I would think or recommend someone to do is to actually go onto Google and do some research. And Google pot plants for sale, location, city or country. You know, if you're selling online, you want to be able to make sure um, you can come up or you want to really want to see is what the competition's like and what kind of websites appear for the keywords you've been researching. Because quite often the case can be is if you work in an industry, you've got really like specific keywords or key terms that you call things. Mm. Um, however, your customers might not actually use those same words when they're doing that research. Mm. And so by actually just opening up Google, typing in the keyword you want to be found for, like pot plants for sale location, um, you'll see what comes up. And if they're the types of um, websites or types of businesses that are your competitors, then that's probably a good keyword to start with. But then the best thing about it is whenever you start typing in words in Google, it come, um, has all those auto suggestions that come down the bottom and yeah. um, when it opens yeah. up. And those are actually searches people are typing into Google. And so those are like the kind of organic phrases that you want to take into account or consider when um, building your website or writing your content for your website. So what I'm hearing there is that you're saying that for my pot planting business, I'm going to put um, Pahutakawa pot plants mm. or pot plant, native native pot plants in New Zealand. And I see these words drop in, drop in the um, suggested search options. And do I pull those words out or copy them, copy and paste them, put them into a, um, a Word doc and then create a blurb with those words inside of the blurb that's going to go on my website. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Um, and that's, that's what I'm saying to create your content, but it's also a, a good way to figure out if the keywords that you're thinking about are actually um, keywords that people are searching, because sometimes mm. like you might say, you want to be found for Pahutakawa plants or Pahutakawa pot plants, but what might come up is just like commercial nurseries, mm. right? And you, you don't want to be competing with them. So then you do a little bit more searching. You find, oh, hang on. I want to be found for people who just sell pot plants. And so then that would help decide maybe even your business name or your services or your products and what you title all of your products. 
because then you'll be found for the searches you want to be found in. And then once you've got those keywords, then yes, um, that can help you create all of the rest of your content um, inside the page. So you can write something like, hey, thanks so much for landing on our page. You've, you've come to a page that is solely focused on native plants in New Zealand and Bahutakawa is as our favorite. And this is why, because Bahutakawa, blah, 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 and you just write it. So that could be a way of doing it. We also yeah. provide... Blah, and blah. Um, with these like um, like Wix and Squarespace and even WordPress, um, they all have SEO kind of like add-ons or plugins, mm. and so they they really really helpful. And um, like for I we build um, websites using WordPress, and so the plugin that we use is called Yoast SEO. And um, honestly, this is where I learned all of my technical SEO skills was using this plugin and reading their blog and um, doing all of their free courses. And what this plugin does is it analyzes all of the content. And so it says, hey, you're missing your keyword and your title or your URL or in your H1 tag. Um, consider adding your keyword in all these different um, parts of the content. And it might even say um, things like, you need to add links or you need to add a longer amount of content. And it just gives you all of this feedback while you're creating it. So I would really recommend is like whatever website platform you go to use, make sure they have some sort of like SEO tool to help you optimize your own website. What was that uh, plugin called again? So it's called Yoast SEO, Y-O-A-S-T. Yeah, so if you want to learn about SEO, just head to their website and they've got anything from like just like beginners, if you want to understand what SEO is, all the way to kind of like um, more advanced um, coding to what you can do to your website to make sure specific pieces of information actually come up in Google search results. There's other types of optimization of search engines and keywords. So there's the organic, which is, and I might get you to explain organic. I don't want to botch that up. And then there's the paid. So the things that you've paid to optimize these keywords. Could you explain what organic means? Yeah. So organic is what we've been talking about. So organic is when you've optimized your website and when people are searching the keyword, you come up in the organic search results, which means the free search results. So you've just organically worked your way up onto page one and then when people are searching you, they find you. And so that's what we call SEO. And then paid is quite often referred to as SEM or search engine marketing. And that is when you're choosing the keywords you wanna be found for and you just pay Google per click um, every time someone clicks on your um, your ad and goes to your website. Okay, so that sounds like it's a little bit more complicated. Can you talk about how, how someone who has no experience could do that? Yeah, I would say um, with the paid advertising compared to organic, it's actually simpler because mm -hmm. the organic ranking takes a lot of time, takes a lot of work, takes a lot of effort, um, and then eventually you should rank, you know, in Google on the first page. With paid advertising, you just type in your keyword, set a budget, and say, Google, I want to be found. And it just happens straight away. Um, and so the way Google um, provides the service is through Google Ads. Or if you do, like, like I was talking about before, use Google My Business, they offer this um, kind of simple version of Google Ads. And um, you can choose your location, type in a bunch of keywords, and then you just set your daily budget and then Google's like AI learning machines do all of the rest. 
and they will put your ads in any of the placements where they can put ads, such as search, YouTube, Google My Business, and display. And so they just put your ads um, wherever they think you'll get the best results. And when you say you pay for these words, what sort of money are we talking here? Yeah, good question. Um, so it's it's based on like a competition um, scale. So like you bid for the keyword. So the more competitive the industry, the more expensive the click. And um, for some industries like insurance, finance, even digital marketing is a really um, <laughs> uh, competitive industry, as you can imagine, because we all know how to run our own Google ads. You can pay like five to even like $10 per click, which is like mm -hmm. super expensive. So if there's ever um, a time where clients are thinking about Google ads, we make sure that we're targeting keywords that aren't going to be horrendously expensive. And we target the keywords that are most, uh, so we target the keywords that are um, going to be like most related to their business, but aren't gonna to be too expensive. And so we try and aim for that kind of one to $3 per click. Mm -hmm. But it all depends on your conversions. Like if you're paying $5 a click, but you're getting conversions, well then who cares? It's worth it. You yeah. know, exactly. So yeah. yeah, if you're spending five bucks a click, but then you're getting a thousand people come to your page, then it starts getting up quite expensive. So can you put a cap on the amount of money you want to spend per day or per week? Yeah, exactly. And so you can just, yeah, you can put a daily um, spend limit on your Google ads and then Google will um, work within your daily budget and get you as many clicks as possible. And the, the good thing about when you're paying for paid ads is you can start small and you can scale up. So if you start with a small budget and it works and you're getting a return on investment, then you can just slowly increase it until it doesn't work anymore. Do you have any advice for a small business or an entrepreneur who has no SEO experience at all? What, sh what should they do? Like, Where do they find these keywords or how can they tell whether or not a word is a good word to, or it's got a lot of competition. How, how do you know? Mm. So the, the great thing about um, anything you do online with digital marketing or SEO is that you can just Google it and all of the information <laughs> will come up there and you can kind of trawl through it all and you can learn everything yourself if you have the time. Um, I would say like my first off recommendations, if you are a small business owner, um, Google My Business is where you want to be spending uh, most of your time. I would say you can, yeah, you can rank really quickly, and then you can also get reviews online with Google My Business. And the more reviews you get, um, the more likely people are going to want to use your business because you've got better reviews than everyone else. And then um, ensuring you've got like just a really simple but effective website with the right content and a clear call to action um, will go a long way in the long run for helping to make sure that you rank well. A builder, a plumber, a tradesperson yes. is, is busy doing operating their business and do not have the amount of time probably required to firstly learn about SEO mm. and then start optimizing the words and writing them in, writing it so they start ranking into better into page one or two or three. So what, what would be a good suggestion for you, for them to start yeah i guess like if you're going to work with someone to get um you to further on in your business goals is you want to make sure um you're working with someone who you like to work with and you're working with someone who who knows what they're doing and whenever you work with an expert like the idea is you're going to pay for it but you're going to get results faster 
um, which is what ideally what you want to do. So I would really research, um, even though I work in digital marketing and I do online marketing, um, most of my clients come through word of mouth referrals because it is really a, um, it's a pretty competitive industry and like, who do you know to trust? Who do you know to work with? Um, so I would say, yeah, ask other people who, if they've worked with someone and got good results um, with their online marketing, especially SEO, because you want to make sure that yeah, you're working with someone who you can trust, working with someone who you can get along with, because um, one of the things to think about is quite often um, people who work in digital marketing have a lot of technical skills, but make sure that person has a good understanding of your business at the same time, because I've seen um, people do some really great work, but totally miss the mark and they've ranked for like the complete wrong words or keywords relating to like a customer's service. Um, so yeah, make sure whoever you're working with has a really good understanding of what your business does and who your clients are. And then um, the work they do will be much that much more effective. Someone who's listening to this podcast is like, okay, cool. I need to, I need to start working on my SEO. I'm not going to do it myself. So I'm going to Google someone who knows how to do SEO. And there's going to be a lot of people. And the, mm. the person who ranks the most may not be the person that best suits their requirements. So you're saying go through them all and read them or look for someone local. So you could say, I'm based in Rotorua. So you could say, search engine optimization specialist in Rotorua, something like that. Or, or Yeah, you could definitely do that. And whoever ranks the best, I guess, has been working on their ranking. So they, they should know what they're doing. If you find someone like that, you don't have to read through everybody, but like, mm work with someone who you're going to enjoy working with. So like whenever you're getting quotes for anything that you do in business, bring a couple of people, work with the person that you enjoy working with and then make sure that um, they can do what they say they can do. So ask them for some reviews or ask them for some proof of what they've done. So it's like some case studies are a really good thing to, um, for anyone, especially in digital marketing, for them to show what they what they can do. Is like, here was client X and we achieved X results in this amount of time. Um, so that's what I, I would recommend people do to understand if they should work with them or not. I did a, a Google search for SEO before this, just out of curiosity, and it came mm. up with Neil Patel, Ubersuggest, and SEM Rush. Yep. Not, not from New Zealand, global, absolutely demons when it comes to SEO. Is there any risk using someone overseas or should we keep local or what, what's your suggestion there? Yeah, so there's like, um, and that's why this field is so competitive because you can work with anyone overseas. And those like top three ones that you found, um, they are like authorities, um, but also tools that you can use. And there's like, um, like SEM Rush is like a, I say, a expert tool for people who really want to focus on, um, who just work in SEO, that's all of they do. That's all they do. And so um, you can you can look into using these tools, but with um, working with someone, like I said, I think understanding your business and understanding your clients is the most important thing. And so if they can do that, it doesn't really matter where they're located because I know you can get some amazing technical skills out of the Philippines, and um, you know you pay them less than ten dollars an hour. It's, but it's about finding the right person, which is the, that's the most difficult part. <laughs> so that about wraps it up. Or one more question, and it's this question I ask everyone as the last question is, what would be your one piece of advice for our audience out there, small business entrepreneurs, 
what would be your one piece of advice for search engine optimization? My one piece of advice, it would have to be like, have a little bit of understanding about what you're supposed to achieve with it before you, um, you either pay someone to do it or you try to do it yourself because you can waste a lot of time and waste a lot of money. So have a small understanding of uh, what you're trying to achieve and then probably find an expert to, to get it done for you, I would say, and work closely with them because um, they need they have all the right technical skills, but like I said, they've got to understand what you do and who you want to reach. Thank you very much, David. This has been an awesome podcast about species of optimization. I've picked up a, a number of different things myself. I've written them down. Thanks so much for your time. I hope, hope you enjoyed it as well. And if we will put so in the show notes so you can zoom in with um, Dimple. This will make it simple. And if you want Dave to help out with I'm going to be happy to help. Cheers, man. Always good catching up. Thanks for your time. Thanks, man. I'll see you later on, eh?